Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. This is Eden, and I have Kim here with me again, and we're here to um, talk to everybody today about a really important topic I think a lot of people are experiencing. Um, so thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Um, I think this will be very helpful to you and anybody that you know that might be going through what seems to look like depression, I think is pretty much. It could be, well, I, mean, I think depression, it could be darkness. It could be struggle, suffering, pain, anxiety, yeah. worry, pain, you know, pain just keeps coming up because I feel like all of it, is some sort of pain. Yeah. Um, it causes you to feel unlike yourself. And that's yeah. really hard. Yes, very so, hard, very hard. And that's funny that interesting that you said it that way, because I think it also is if you allow yourself to go through it, whatever it is that's coming to the surface, you will get to a place where you are more aligned with your truest, highest self. Yeah. Like remembering, remembering who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of positive can come from it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah. So I, you know, I had the other day, this reminds me of this topic a couple days ago. um, I was in my kitchen and I heard, I was, had my back to the, the window and I heard this really loud bang sound. So I turn around and it was a bird that, smashed into my window um <laughs> but what was really i mean it's hard thing it's not yeah it's i felt bad it happens a lot um it's kind of you know a, a, something that happens to at least you know at least once in everyone's lives but this one what i saw what that was different for me was that the bird just slams into the window and then flies away and i saw it just go, went over to another area of the backyard and it was fine Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting because I mean, it slammed hard. (laughs) So I thought for sure something like he was going to keel over and be dead, but no, he was fine. So I feel like that's sort of metaphor. Um, and maybe that's why I was shown that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, Mm -hmm. um, it's about resilience. Like, you know, no matter how hard you hit bottom, you can pick yourself up and come get through it mm-hmm. and be even better or stronger. So hopefully the bird's fine. It looked like it was, but yeah, I think that was like a really loud message that I was meant to see to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you know, it, it makes me think of, there's a quote that I had gotten from psychology today and it says resilience is that ineffable quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life and come back stronger than ever. Rather than letting failure overcome them and drain their resolve, they find a way to rise from the ashes and bounce back. And immediately who that made me think of is Tina Turner, who 
you know, rest in peace, rest in power. Um, she was just not only, you know, iconic in her gifts and talents, but also I feel like she was such a role model to everyone for bouncing back from some of the darkest, hardest struggles anyone could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Not only her marriage to Ike that she had to escape abuse, but also things like, you know, in the last five years, she had both of her sons die. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. One of them died five years ago. He had a health issue and then another one died five months ago by suicide. Mm -hmm. And she said that he died because he was lonely. Um, he was yeah. like this bubbly person and he had been alone too much Yeah, and she had kidney issues and just different things. She, she did have a lot of great things in her life and she has different quotes that are just really powerful. Like, you know, she talks about whatever it is bringing you down, get rid of it because you'll find that when you're free, your true self comes out. And she has another one that says, I didn't have anybody really no foundation in life. So I had to make my own way always from the start. I had to go out into the world and become strong to discover my mission. And, and that's what it is. Sometimes we have to, you know, I don't believe everybody has to, but sometimes people go through darkness to enhance or even discover what their purpose and mission is and, and their ability to help more people. Yeah. Um, I always have looked at uh, depression or, you know, pain as an opportunity to get to know the real you. Um, mm. yeah. Uh, but really I think it's, it takes someone who has that courage to have that fighting fighter spirit to push through no matter how bad it is. And everybody has that a uh, way to do so, but not everybody chooses that path. <clears throat> yeah. Well, some people just stay stuck in it and yeah, habit it becomes their identity like you you all know those people that have had one hardship happen to them and it's their identity for the rest of their life and it's something that maybe happened 40 years ago and they're still saying i'm that person that went through that and that's their identity right so they allow themselves to be defined by it um right but that's not who they really are at the soul level but that's right. sad very sad they, so there's also um, the dark night of the soul, like ego death, which I think is so important for everyone to allow the process to have that process to happen. Um, but that can be really, really painful. Yeah. Have you, I think I've been through a few. <laughs> Me too. I was going to say, I think I've been through numerous ones and some of them have been really strange and yeah, you know, I've seen things and heard things and, felt the darkest I've ever felt and just really scary, but like still having trust that this is, this is for my highest good. Can you, yeah. can you explain it? Do you have a description of it more what it is? Yeah. I have something in front of me and let's see. Um, well, first of all, I like this little quote. It says it's, it's about, it's the falling into the pit of the void. Um, that's exactly what it is, but in more detail um every spiritual journey has its share of ups and downs when we reach their our lowest it's known as the dark night of the soul um while never easy the dark night of the soul is an essential part of a spiritual of spiritual awakenings and is sure to teach you some something profound so and you know that's just scratching the surface of what it really is because i mean it's dark Right. <laughs> right. And sometimes like what makes me think of is, um, is like, let's say a stereotypical 
guy who's making tons of money and, you know, loses everything and hits bottom and either sometimes just falls apart or has a spiritual awakening and, you know, goes through the dark night of the soul. So maybe it's very painful and difficult and a lot of strange experiences, but then comes out of it like this holy whole newly emerged being without an ego anymore. Yeah. And here, look, it says the dark night of the soul is a breaking away from the illusions of fear and ego to shift our alignment and values to what is real and true, the connection to the divine and ultimately pave the way for your life purpose and mission here on earth. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the best pers- the best teachers, spiritual teachers that describes how to get out of darkness is Dr. Wayne Dyer. He's one of my favorites. I think probably my favorite spiritual teacher out of all of them. Um, and he, um, so funny, I'm getting a message like, well, actually my favorite has been the messages we've received from Prince from glowing, but, <laughs> but like the ones that I've been constantly reading and studying as well as Dr. Wayne Dyer. And so I'm going to, I'm just going to give a few of these because I feel like they're really helpful when you're in a place like we talked about if that you're feeling like, gosh, what is the point? Life is dark. I just don't even know. Some people are like, I don't know if I can handle it anymore. Or you know what? I'm sick of struggling. I'm sick of the repeated patterns or chaos or, you know, feeling sad or anything. Like, I don't feel like I have anybody, you know, a lot of these things are common and we always feel like we're the the only like oh my gosh I'm the only one feeling like this I'm alone in my struggle I'm crazy mine's different than everyone else because it's not talked about enough Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that Dr. Wayne Dyer says is become familiar with inspiration of those who have overcome darkness so look up people he says for example look up Helen Keller's story um somebody that I thought of is Michael J. Fox you know he has gone through hell and back And one of the things he says that saves him is just that he tries to find humor in as many moments as possible in the darkness, you know, because it's hard to be in his own body, you know? Yeah. And that, that is so hard when you're, I know how it feels to just like, almost feel like you want to get out of your body because your body's not cooperating. Yeah. Um, And so you do have to find humor and just take things sometimes breath by breath and moment by moment. Yep. Um, another one I liked was actually literally go outside into the light when thoughts of darkness overtake you. So it says, you know, I think we also get afraid that we're, you know, a crazy person if we're thinking something morbid or maybe a weird thought comes in that doesn't even feel like it's our own. And, you know, we, we go, oh my God, something's wrong with me. I'm a terrible person. And then we go into this spiral of dark negative thoughts and, sometimes thoughts come in that are not even ours. They come in from maybe a movie we watched or something we heard or, you know, just jumbled up information. So we don't always have to take it on as facts or that we are dark. And so he says, literally just go out into the light and then re-examine those thoughts. And a lot of times the darkness will decrease it. And you invite in the light literally from divine energy to come in and let those dark thoughts subside. I, that, that's powerful. And, you know, I, this is making me think of when I went through what I think I called, um, at the time, it was, I didn't know about a dark night of the soul. Um, but I think it was just depression. Um, I found, um, there was this book called the heroine's journey that like, it just took me out of it. It was so amazing. I'm trying to look it up as we're talking right now, because uh-huh. I want to, I want to share it with 
everyone. Um, how profound. Like a hero, was. like a hero's journey, right? Heroine. It's, heroine. Yeah. At first I'm like heroine. Heroine. <laughs> heroine's journey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here, here, here. I found it. Um, Who is it uh, by? It is by Maureen Murdoch. And it's okay. a really small, short, kind of short book. And what yeah. about it made you get out of that? What do you think? Because she talks about it's been so long, so I can't remember everything. I just remember how it made me feel. But the one thing that stands out is that, you know, we all have this armor um, and it's our protection um, to not feel, to not have to sort of re relive things that happened in our past that were traumatic and painful. Um, so she talks about how to peel away at that armor in a way that's safe. Mm, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really powerful for me. And the other one was Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, but also mm -hmm. the new, new earth, new earth. Yeah. Those yeah. are great. I love those too. Yeah. Do you remember how to do that? Like, cause I think that like, okay, for example, like it's really good no matter what to, we both do healing work with people and coaching and different things. And it's really good to go deep and, and figure out what you need to heal. But sometimes if you've done a lot, and you need a break, but you know, there's still some more to be done, how to do it in a gentle way. What do you remember that you took from that? Hmm. Um, uh, what happens for me now? And I think it happened before, but I didn't realize it. Um, I do a lot of my healing work in my dreams. Um, and <clears throat> I, I'm able to, before I fall asleep at night, I will ask for, my body to do the work that it needs to do while I'm sleeping. And it happens every night. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I remember it helps me. I also remember what happened in the dreams and then I kind of piece it together to form, um, you know, a lesson or, you know, what a message, what they were trying to share with me. So that is like the most gentle <laughs> for me because mm -hmm. I'm sleeping. Um, uh, and another one I think is just, um, you know, being really uh, gentle on yourself, like letting those feelings come come up. And um, sometimes I like to um, look at what the trigger was, like if I'm feeling something and like, where does it apply or what's the link with what happened recently in, you know, in the um, uh, in the moment, in the present moment. And then where does where's it linked to from my past, from my inner child? Um, and then just kind of like acknowledge the whatever it is that happened in the past and have a conversation, listen to the inner child, let her have her voice. And, and that feels very um, safe and nurturing um, because it's all about, you know, self-love and self-parenting. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like giving the child, the inner child, that part of you that has that emptiness of that void, giving them what they didn't get in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it makes whatever's going on in the present a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it can be so scary that sometimes, even though it was something that happened in the past, all of a sudden you get like the physical PTSD feeling from it and the thoughts from it. And all of a sudden it's like you're reliving it and it feels like you're in danger. Yeah. And, you know, it can be very scary. And so the more we can just face these things and do some of these tips, it'll help to get through it and to learn from it and flow with it and all of that. 
Um, another one that I like that Dr. Wayne Dyer says is that he would practice, him and his wife would practice sending out white light to others. And so he says he'll literally like meditate on white light, visualize white light, send it out to others. Um, just imagine sending white light to help others uplift them, heal them, make them happier. And he says what that does is not only it's like giving and blessing people, but it's altering the light with our thoughts and emotions and sending pure light to help protect anyone from the darkness. And then it makes you get used to expecting light instead of expecting dark things to happen. So it's like yeah. kind of retraining, it's yeah. retraining your mind. Yeah. Recalibrating. Ah, that word again. Yes. <laughs> I got that word um, intuitively the other night and I'm like, okay, I have to look it up. What does that mean? And it's, you know, it literally means almost like a rebirth. It can. Yeah. Cause you're rewiring the way you used to think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I'm cracking up because he says, okay. So in, in a couple episodes ago, I said that I was like, oh, I'm getting messages. I'm supposed to give up diet Coke. So right now, of course I turned to a page. I'm looking at these Wayne Dyer tips and he says, Pratt, one of the ways to get rid of darkness is to practice purification in areas of your life. So, of course, like not drinking alcohol, drinking more water, um, flushing your body with water. You'll feel lighter. You'll feel you'll think lighter. And then he gives an example of giving up diet soda. But he says he would drink eight to ten cans a day. Oh, how and, much how much well, do you drink? What do you drink? Like, like one to three. Um, okay. You know, usually. And so like maybe like two or three. Um, and so he says he decided to replace it with sparkly water or pure water and he never touched it again. And it helps him feel lighter and more pure. Um, and it says by purifying your body thoughts, language, you purify your behaviors and bring in light to shine on darkness or shadows on your life. Mm. So that's a pretty good one. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mine is so funny with that. The Diet Coke is weird because I'll get like anxiety, fight or flight feelings. And if I drink a Diet Coke, it makes it go away. And oh. so that's why, <laughs> yes. And so that's why I stayed like, and it's so funny because yesterday I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking it. And then I started feeling really awful and it wouldn't go away. So I'm like, all right. And then it went away and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to still drink it for a little longer, but eventually I'm planning to give it up just because it's not good for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder what it is that's making it go away. Maybe um, it's a distraction. No, you know what it is. Okay. So I looked it up because I was curious. Oh, okay. Fascinating. I'm all encouraging everyone to drink Dyke. <laughs> I'm sure this could probably work with something else like iced tea. I'm going to try to switch to iced tea, but, um, it says the aspartame, which is terrible. It's a chemical. The aspartame and the caffeine are giving you um, a sort of like an endorphin. What is it called? Dopamine. They're giving uh -huh. you dopamine, which is like you can get okay. that from fast walking and being in nature and like music. And But it gives you <laughs> dopamine and it helps like balance. And so I'm like, you know what? If right now it works, whatever. But yeah, I eventually just like to try to only eat as much healthy as I can. Yeah. And have that, you know, less. So, um, which I do eat healthy, but like, I don't know. Um, you can't be perfect, but I, that's just a goal that I have. So we'll, we'll check back. You can check back with me in six more episodes and see where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. 
And you know what? That <laughs> reminds me of, um, I don't even know why it reminds me of this, but I um, came across a video on Instagram. Um, a doctor was talking about first light of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the first 45 minutes of the day when the sun comes up um, that we should spend time out there because it does the same thing as Diet Coke does for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, who wakes up that early? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a natural, healthy way of getting endorphins and dopamine um, for your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh, like and that. he also said that there's no, I don't know if I'm going to use the right verbiage here, but there, that <laughs> part of the day, um, the sun, the, the rays, there's no... Um, uh, what is it called? What they have in sunscreen? I mean, what they have in why oh, the ultraviolet or something? Yeah, there's no ultraviolet rays. There's no. There's nothing that's unhealthy for our skin um, hmm. during that first light. Oh, I never knew that. That's cool. Yeah, it was, it's interesting. But again, we we have to wake up early then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then, going a little bit into sadness like that kind of darkness where you're sad and like really literally something happened that is you do need to feel the sadness but you just don't want to be there day in and day out and even when someone's in something like grief or you know something really struggling that happened that made them sad they need to have laughter filled and light filled times mixed in with feeling the feelings and so uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer says things will improve if you decide you'll be happy regardless of the events Um, you'll be able to get past this and you'll look back, you know, you'll be able to look back on it in a different way. And so he says that happiness is the meaning and purpose of life. That's what Aristotle said. The whole aim and end of human existence is happiness. And so when you face your own thoughts of sadness or encounter those of others, try to tune into some form of happiness. And I think that what happens a lot of times is with grief, people feel guilty for being happy or laughing Mm -hmm. and they keep themselves in a sad painful place because they feel guilty. Like I shouldn't be happy when something sad happened. Um, So what is your take on that? Well, I think um, another reason why people stay in the sadness after losing someone um, is because the guilt of how could I have a happy life if they're gone, if they, they can't have a happy life. Um, So they also look at it like, how can I, be happy now that means i if i don't stay in this pain and the sadness then i'm going to lose them for good they don't know how to to be happy and stay connected to their loved one mm, okay and yeah. so what the what is the advice um well what's true about their their belief is that um they they can't stay connected to the their loved one in the way that in you know that that used to be in the physical but they try to hold on to the past they try to hold on to what was um so i try to help them get to a point where they have acceptance of uh you know the loss and where the loved one is now and that they can actually have a very strong connection with them if they were to let go let them be where they are meant to be um mm-hmm. 
and then they can have a pretty powerful connection. There could be all kinds of things where they, they hear them, they sense them, they get signs from them, or they just feel them in some way. Um, they can talk to them, but it's like just really letting them be at peace it, by letting them by letting go, it means that you're letting them be at, at peace and it brings you peace also, but it's just that part of that, that step of really, truly doing the letting go. That's mm-hmm. the part that people get stuck in. Yeah. They feel like they'll lose the person. Yeah. That, that's actually not true. You actually can connect with them more. Yeah. And they can't, sometimes if they hold on in a, in a way that's like desperate and codependent, um, the spirit can't actually connect with them. Or at least not on a, you know, a level that is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think that, that, you know, you can be, you know, like, like I had a client today that um, without going into names or details too much, but just in general, she's done very well at letting go of a loved one. And because of that, like, even though the session was supposed to be just a regular reading and um, uh, life coaching, then all of a sudden, what is going on? Oh my God, I'm cracking up. <laughs> Just keep going, keep going. Just why don't we tell everyone what's <laughs> <laughs> It looks like you're doing a weird dance. That was awesome. That was like, oh my God, Skylar, you have to put that on YouTube. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. Um, what just uh, happened? Got... Okay, so Eden's camera is going really wild and it made it look like she was doing this really spazzy weird dance <laughs> when really she was just sitting there <laughs> that's really weird and kim you were trying to have a serious thought and you know <laughs> you got distracted okay it looked like you were dancing like really crazy i know like Jim Carrey or something um okay so the, the anyway because the, this is a good example though the client the person let go of their loved one and, and trusted that they'll still be able to communicate with them but they don't need to be attached to them you know in a sad desperate way and the that person that passed on came in and and sent it through me and sent them a song and like told them this beautiful thing cool advice or whatever and it was like not expected and it was because she has been able to let go that those messages are able to come in exactly that's she's not yes. attached she's not holding on to them mm-hmm. yeah and so um i think that you know the lesson is you know you do have to feel your sadness because if you don't then you're going to repress it but you have to allow yourself some light times and some some happy times as well yeah and it's okay if we go through the dark times too right yeah right so i i think the most important thing is that you're never alone and you know whether hopefully you believe in something like a higher power god divine that helps a lot um mother earth you know just knowing you're supported you know and you you hopefully always have at least one person you could talk to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't then have the goal of like, you know what, I'm going to go out and go to a group and meet someone or find someone on social media that I start connecting with or whatever, just find a way to have at least that one person that you can talk to because we, we tend to get caught up in our thoughts in our head and we feel very dark and we feel alone when we're going through something. And, you know, thinking about how many billion people there are on earth, it's never you're the only one. If it's if you're experiencing it, you're not the first one. It's happened to many people. And it, you know, we didn't even go into this, and I'll just say it quickly. But even if you've done things that you feel are dark, that you're guilty or shameful for, 
you're not the only one. There's things you do that, that later you come out of it and go, oh my gosh, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Because now you're on the other side. But when you're in it, it's usually because you're in some sort of confusion or dark space that you do those things in the first place. And so the key is to get into a place of light and then being able to forgive yourself and being able to look at it from a higher place of like, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm going to have compassion for myself. And this was for some sort of lesson on my journey. And so you're not meant to stay there and punish yourself for, you know, months and months and years and years when you've done something that feels dark. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, hope that we can make a difference, at least for one person who yeah. has listened to this. Yeah, yeah. I would I would really love to hear, you know, and you you guys can always send us messages. Like if you have a question that we didn't address, we're happy to answer. So you can send it to us on social media um, or on our website. And we're always happy to give you advice or answer any questions. So all right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, this is an important, powerful one. So share it with your friends and um, we'll be on the next episode. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.